0: From Invisible Studios. This is Facade Podcast, whimsical cultural analysis presented in relevant, understandable ways that critique and celebrate hip hop while discussing our place in it. I am your host, Dr. Brian Keith Hoskins. Today, we begin our season two, episode six, with Ether, where we explore the baby emerging into a Tupac esque figure in hip hop, dive into five random topics, our therapy exercise either or neither nor what we're not gonna do time back and end with the detangle about legacy building nip hustle style don't forget to download this episode subscribe listen and share let's go
1: Explain Kirk yeah. a little bit. Some people don't know that's my last Kirk name and yeah. what it means to you and why you called your
2: album Kirk. Oh, big weight. See what I'm saying? Oh, big weight. You know what I mean? My pops, you know, uh, uh, my my role model. You get what I'm saying? My role model. You know, he the one told me never settle for less. He the he the reason why I te- that's why I get the deep voice from. That's why I get this gone right now because I've been doing shows every day and then clearly and then. taught you how to fight. It, yeah, that too. <laughs> 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 that to eleven and two. All that. You know what I mean? So it just. You know, uh, well, the morals and everything I was brought up with, everything to make me me, everything to separate me from the pack, like that came from him. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? And and for him to, you know, go unexpectedly, and then I go number one, and then I take off after that. Like, like the way I took off, it, it's just crazy, you know what I mean? So I felt like it wasn't nothing but him, you know, mm-hmm. God and him. You was almost was a DJ, on the too. It was only right to honor him. It was you almost,
3: was a DJ, baby.
2: How you know? I, I, he I heard me you turntables. And, and, turn and, and see, that stuff I looked at on hindsight, bro, like, because people used to, yeah, you always want to do music music. I'm like, nah, I wasn't. When I was like 18, 19, 20, 21, people, they used to think I was a rapper because the type of car I drove and I had a whole bunch of gold chains where I dressed every day. And you a rapper? Nah, I ain't no rapper. What you talking about I ain't no rapper, bro. But like, when I look back on it, he was buying me like keyboards, They had the little percussion little section on it, and uh, DJ turntables. I was a little boy. I was like six, seven years old. You know what I mean? I still got it. So, complete context
0: this is the breakfast club right so the baby's getting interviewed about so they talked to him about a, a lot of things right and so the baby's arc and rise to where he's at now is I don't want to say it's been a fast one right and so I'm I'm mindful that I can't I can't catch all of the hip-hop that's elevating right and so I didn't get exposed to the baby until so is it 2018 I think 2018. And so he dropped a blank blank album and he was still, he was still under my radar, kinda. I'd hear him spit some flows, but I didn't really know or follow him. I wasn't a fan of him like I am right now. And so I was just still, still learning about who he is as an MC, right? So because Charlotte, North Carolina, the pipeline to get to where he's at, to get on on, yeah, I'm sure that's I'm sure that route is extra difficult. Right without without the backing of a major label, it's extra difficult. And so, what I like about this interview, the, the segment that I just played, is him talking about giving honor to his pops, right? And it, it's the the generational thing, right? So I, I I remember back in the day. So my son Osiris is 22, and I remember I used to have to make that drive to Stillwater, man, 67 miles from up from Moore to Stillwater for me to get to work back in the day. Sometimes Osiris, when he was younger, so the Blueprint two was out. Man, I had him, <laughs> it was songs on that album, he could sing word for word. I played The Game, I played Hov, I played a lot of records, and I know that he he knows them now, and it, it influenced and shaped him as, as a person, shaped his mentality about what hip-hop is and how he loves hip-hop, what it should look and what it should sound like, right? And so I like that the Kirk album is about him. And so when I heard the song intro, I was like, man, like he's giving us the him-him, the inside him, right? Not just the the rocket star him that's that's rising. He's giving us the regular him, right? And it, to me, it's, it's reminiscent of Tupac. Not saying that he is, he well he, he is Tupac esque to me for a lot of things. But his honoring his parents and putting his parents out there, yeah, I, I like that. that. That's that's another reason why I gravitate towards the baby. He can't spit, so I like I like that he spit, so he can spit. But I do like. That he's mindful. Even though his mom has cancer, he's like, yeah, my mom, she going she to gonna whoop that cancer. Like, it's family first for him. And I love that. The interview continues. And you really lost him the same day you hit Swear number one? Swear to God, Mishuk? the same
2: time. Not the, nah, nah, it was baby on baby. It went like number one. Okay. Mm-hmm. um, It went like number one on uh, Apple Music, iTunes. It was like number seven or something like that. And then uh, I had got the phone call. I ain't got the phone call. My, my brother woke me up. He like, hey, call your little brother. My little brother my dad. So I call your little brother. He DM me. Oh, he woke me up. I'm like, well, I'm like, DM you, what's up? Pick up the phone. I call him. I'm halfway asleep. He yell, yeah, bro. Dad, bro, he dead. He died. I'm like, what? I set up in my bed. I'm like, what? Same time, Carter, he blowing my phone up. Blowing me up, blowing me up, blowing me up, blowing me up while I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I'm thinking he calling to deliver the same news. I click over. What's up, bro? We number one, nigga. Number one, you did it. Man, did it. I'm like, damn. He said, this, so I just looked at the phone. Like, Nigga, my daddy died. I don't care about none of that shit. You know what I mean? Got out the phone with him. Flew in the next day. You know, yeah, flew in. Like, what's happening? Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? And, uh, You know, I uh, did my little checks and balances. Uh, mm-hmm. And then had to go, had to fly right back out. The very next day, my first show on the tour. And then I had, a, had a, a tour date the day after that. I'm on the tour bus. Just came on the tour bus. My first uh, my first headliner tour, you get what I'm saying, just came on the tour bus. I'm typing obituaries and shit, finding pictures for it, you know what I mean? Uh, organizing travel, paying for flights for niggas I ain't never talked to in my life, you get what I'm saying? And You know, it's just a whole bunch going on, and I'm doing all this while I'm breaking through on tour, I while, okay. while I'm rocking sold-out shows, you get what I'm saying? People
3: so, never know what's happening in your
0: nah, life. Hell nah, hell no, they don't. I 100% concur. Hell no, nah, they don't. <laughs> People don't know what's going on in your real life. Your real life. I can't imagine being an artist. Like, you know, when you're just out there, you got fans, you got haters, you got people that want to discount your money, trying to take your riches. Like, I can't I can't even ponder what that's about. Like, I'm, I'm a professor. Uh, so, it's times when I see people interact with students or just people, they be starstruck. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not a star. I'm just regular. I wish I was somewhere else, not talking right now, because I'm an introvert. So I ain't trying to be out in the, in the public sphere hardly ever, unless I'm doing, you know, facade podcast work, you know, or some academic stuff. And so it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just funny. It's, it, his circumstance, I can't imagine. Like my pops is 82. Shout out to James, big homie. But you know, I can't imagine have him dying when I was 22, 25. Like I can't. I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't be the man I am today, let alone I found out about it when my dream reaches fruition, I'm number one, and I get to text my pops is dead? Man, that would suck. That would extra suck. And so that's just when I, I and I had read about this story before he said it on The Breakfast Club, but it's just resiliency, the resiliency of an artist. How do you deal with fame? How do you go from, you know, obscurity? And being just regular old worker, Walmart you used to work at. <laughs> you know, to people download your album and you on tour. You getting 40, 50, 60 racks to do two hours of, of show. And so yeah, I, I like, I like that he he still he's still grounded and ha- and has a stable sense of who he is, yeah, as an artist. And so yeah, the baby. I got I get turned on to him on the blank blank album. And so I'm in Texas. i moved here relocated in uh, 2016. So when I heard this Walker, Walker, Texas Ranger, <laughs> I was like, who, who is this dude spitting? And so when I heard this flow right here, I became an
3: instant fan. I'm with a bitch from the west side of town. I let like my host get in print. I got that on and I pull it out now. You ain't the only one with it. I'm trying to go get the cake for my daughter like it's a birthday. Can you dance? They tell me they like I do my little dance. I can't really dance. I'll be jigging. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm about to hop on the flight out to Cali. Dodge when they got him in print. I gotta go sit down and meet with a label. They shit. better be talking some music. Me. And if you yep. gotta go check on the price of the pounds. blow it down and fly Where's back to the for? city. Woo. Like, fuck it, let's get back to work. Okay, little said, a bitch, I'm a flirt. flirt. Play with my people. I gotta get even. He might as well pick out a shirt. A shirt. I check this out. Listen to me. Hey, look, that's where your picture gonna be I you know I'm a doll And I'm a police Look up bitch like a flea You gotta get out of here, Jack yeah, Get, get broke or act like I'm blind uh-huh. Georgia, Georgia I give you a dime Uh-oh. And then like Atlanta I came out of Charlotte You know that shit took me some time okay. right? When I hold up the family You wanna be meeting You better go get on your grind uh-huh. What you gonna say at the Grammy Shout out to God and my daughter And shout out my mom And oh yeah
0: I love that flow I got to get it the cake for my daughter <laughs> There you go, the cake for the daughter, baby's the cake. Cake is money, for those of you who don't know, Skrilla. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I love the baby. His flow is nuts. I love him so much, and he don't know me. I'm just a person listening from far, far, far away. <laughs> and I just want to say, the baby keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep doing it. I love it, man. Stop putting foot to ass, though. <laughs> You got you gotta stop putting foot to ass, man, cause they out here waiting to sue. It's some sewers out here. I mean it's some sewers that got in the sewer. You don't wanna step on this in the sewer, so it's out here. But it's sewers out here. <laughs> they suing. And so you don't wanna go get your check and hand your check to somebody else cause you put foot to ass cause they were disrespectful. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, that's that's let's pray for the baby, y'all because I want to see him do well. He's an up-and-coming, right, up-and-coming person. And so, yeah, fans, when you're interacting with artists, just know that that they people. Artists is people. And so even though that's your fan, I mean, you know, you they fan, you can't be like, I see Rihanna. (sighs) Oh, yeah. I mean, if I see Rihanna, if I see Rihanna, well, I can talk to her. while well, I'm up, like, close. <sighs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Lord, please clear my mind. Lord, clear my mind. Oh, Lord, I'm, I'm in the, yeah. Speaking of sewers. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so they're artists. They're people. So just be mindful. Just because you paid don't mean you get to, you know, just do whatever you want to do. And so they they discussed this, this this part of the interview.
2: People act like because you're successful, because you're a celebrity, that people could do you any kind of way without no type of consequences. And the law really let these people right. sue you and everything. Right. Like they really let people and they let them win too when they meet if their media get involved the wrong way. You get what I'm saying? Like TMZ, punk ass, and it, it, it they really let that you know get in the way of what's right and what's wrong at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's real important, you know. Yeah, with the internet, that we start pushing the envelope? Uh, just simply, it ain't even no big deal. I ain't trying to do no, you know, no no major. I ain't trying to talk people's head off, give people no speeches, but just treat people the way you want to be treated. That's how I am. I don't disrespect nobody. Coming there, where I treat everybody good, you know what I mean? I'm going to go hug, you know, the girl that ain't nobody ever talked to in school, and I'm going to go hug her, you know what I mean? I'm going to hold her tight, too, when I hug her. You get what I'm saying? I'm going to go do that, you know? And that's probably what I was doing. With out there, that's exactly what I was doing out there in the crowd. That's probably why they were so eager to. I don't know what really set it off. They were just out there swinging, you know what I mean? Mm. And got the swinging on us. So,
0: the one thing I love about the baby is that he extra humble. <laughs> I love the humble. So, I get some more, some more nuanced context. They had a show. So, if you're an artist, don't jump in the crowd. <laughs> but if you're a fan of your favorite artist, jump in the crowd. I know y'all turning up, but don't turn up too much to where you're hitting the artist. So then then the security going to jump in the crowd. Security jump in the crowd. You're going to be swinging. They're going to be swinging. Artists got $100,000 worth of jewelry on. If you're an artist, don't wear $100,000 worth of jewelry while you're performing. <laughs> right? It's like, Don't do that. It's further risk. You don't want to be at risk as the artist. You just want to get in, do your thing, and get out. Right? And so, anyway... Yeah, I love the baby, man. The baby's he's a good dude. I want I want to see him continue to elevate. Here's what I want. So here's my prediction for 2020. The baby and Meg the Stallion, they're gonna do a joint album. Remember, you heard it first here for Side Podcast on a Sunday, right, January 26th. You heard it here first. The baby, Meg the Stallion. They're gonna do a joint album. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna copy it. Right, because I, I pay, I stream, but I pay. So shout the title, shout to Apple, shout to Spotify, because I stream on those platforms. But yeah, the baby, he's good. Kirk, go get that album. It's in stores. Download. Y'all pay for it. Cause I pay for it. So anyway, salute to the baby one Three random topics. So we're gonna take a moment of silence to honor Kobe brian so as most of y'all know he died with his daughter it's reported that he died with his daughter and so i'm just uh, i don't trust the media at all never have never will first they said it was three people that died then they said it was all of his daughters died with him and then they said it was nine people that died they said rick fox died he didn't die so anyway let's just take a moment of silence So, Kobe Bryant, the one thing. So I'm I'm not I've never been a Kobe Bryant fan, fan. Like I'm a, I'm a Jordan head. I like centers more than I like you know guard play. So I like, I love center. I like the big guys. They they dominate the game in the era that I watched. But you know a lot of people when they rank you know two guards, Kobe's right there behind Jordan. And that's a hard, you know, that's a D Wade is right there. That's a hard argument to make. But I, I can go with Kobe because he he balled out, even though he was with Shaq. I think Shaq got him three of them rings. Them last two, well, matter where he got him that last one. So I think he got one. That fourth one, it was all Kobe. But so even though I respect, I respect Kobe as a hooper. You know, when I found out that Kobe was a rapper, I was like, what, like a rapper? <laughs> Back in the day. <laughs> so I remember this song right here. I ain't gonna even say. I'm just gonna play the song. I, wh- whoever, whatever, A&R put Kobe on this song. Yeah, you should have got fired for it. <laughs> Check out his flow. I got to say right here.
1: <laughs> Hold up. Show you what's out of your mind. Out of control, questioning me like I'm a criminal or something. Stole your heart or something? Like I'm up to something? You must be with girlfriends. Gossiping, chips hate on because he ain't with them. <laughs> Feel me now? Listen how silly you sound. Suspecting a voice in the background. Come on now, trust is foul. Checking messages down. How old are we now? You probably hate me now like nacho diamonds. I'm just keeping it real with you, honest. My silence forgive. I was stressed today. I was shopping with my ex for lingerie for my newfound love, that would be you. No shame in your name. I say what I want. To.
0: Kobe said, you probably hate me now, like Nostradamus. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does Nostradamus, what does predicting the future have to do with the song, Kobe? Yeah, don't do that. But I really like Kobe because of his intellect, and I love this commercial with and Kanye.
2: How much more do you want from me? More. How much more successful do you want me to be? More successful. How many records can my records break? More records. But but I'm the best. But are you a different
1: animal and the same beast? What the f*** does
2: that mean, Kobe Bryant? You're welcome.
3: What the f*** is he talking about?
0: (laughs) So, I like that. That intellect, that intellectual Kobe Bryant was great. Yeah, so salute to Kobe Bryant, man. And you know we praying for your family. Once we don't know. Once the fallout is there, I'm praying just for everybody that's connected to you that's that's hurting right now. And so yeah, Kobe Bryant, great baller. You know, I remember he did the 0- 06. He hit uh, Toronto Raptors for 81, 81 points. Now the Raptors was 14 and 27 <laughs> when he scored it. Not to discredit him at all. The last game he scored 61 at home. Against the Utah Jazz, yeah, on like two hundred (laughs) shots. So, yeah, Kobe Bryant, the MC. I like Kobe Bryant, the rapper, more than I do the basketball player. But that's a whole, that's a whole nother, whole nother. So, anyway, yeah, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, God, God rest your soul, young king. Yeah, God rest your soul. Topic number two. so parents stop tongue kissing your kids <laughs> uh, that's extra nasty so i know i know your kid is your kid is cute right so your child is young your child is 2 years old your child is 3 years old yeah you shouldn't be kissing your child on the mouth yeah especially if you're married <laughs> cuz if you're married you extra nasty your mouth is nasty because you married. So you ain't no limits. No, it's, you are no limit soldier in your marriage. And your kid's mouth don't need to experience that no limit. I don't care how much you brush, how much you floss, how much you gargle. Yeah, that, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Yeah, that should be, it should be legal, I think. Somebody, somebody need to pass a law that says it's illegal for parents to kiss their kids on the mouth. Don't do it. Yeah, just, I mean, just a simple fact that depending on how your lips are, like, yeah. Like, so if your lips are extra cracked and extra dry, like, you don't want to cut your kid's mouth when, when you kiss your kid's mouth, you don't, because when you smile, your lips bleed. <laughs> you don't want to transfer that blood to their mouth for what? But you don't want your lips to cut up your kid's mouth, because you've been tongue-kissing uh, uh, just straight up shards of glass, <laughs> You don't you don't want your kids to have to experience that. So yeah, I'm not I'm not and again I'm not here to judge. You know I was I was at Walmart the other day because I stay at Walmart. That's my joint. I was at Walmart the other day and I seen this lady, her baby, so. As a side note, don't if you have a child and your child is walking on the ground and they don't have no shoes or socks on, you need to go to jail for that. <laughs> yeah. You trash. And I love black. But your kids, the bottom of your kids' feet shouldn't be black. <laughs> it just, it just shouldn't be. It just, yeah, don't do that. You don't walk around with no shoes and socks on. So why would your kid walk around with no shoes and socks on? Yeah, so don't. I see that as child abuse, and you need to go to jail for that. That's speaking of laws. They need to pass a law again that says if you are out and your kid don't have no shoes and socks on, yeah, you need to go to jail. I get it. You think it's cute? They got booties for that. They got baby Jordans for that. They got baby Kobe's. They see there you go. They got baby Kobe's for that. So yeah, don't do that. But don't do this. Stop with the kissing. Which this lady was. I don't want to say she was tongue kissing her (laughs) kids. Which is terrible. But she was on the... Yeah, when you go... mm, Okay. That's... But no... mm, 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 mm. You so cute. You go... mm, 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 mm. Because see, then it turns into something nasty. Don't do that. Don't... And again, I'm not trying to control people's bodies. Like you do... Move your body however you want to move it. But move your mouth away from the direction of your kid. Because your your kid don't deserve that abuse. Parents? Yeah, don't... (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, did, I ain't never kissed my kids on the mouth. Ever. None of them. I ain't never kissed them on the mouth. No. I kissed them on the forehead. My, uh, I kiss Osiris. He's 22. I kissed him on the forehead right now. Before he, when he go out. Isis, she's 16. I kiss her on the forehead. Yeah, I don't kiss my kids on the mouth. That's nasty. Because <laughs> y'all married and y'all nasty. And if you single, yeah. It might not be single people ain't as nasty, I don't think. I don't think single people. I think single people are conservative. They conservative with their mouths. But married people, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> Take a poll of your married friends and say, hey, how nasty are you with your mouth? <laughs> and I bet you get to some real answers. Topic three. <laughs> The third topic Is love Kickstarter Yeah I don't think of love I just I get sad enough to sing about
2: it
3: Love
2: There's so many things
0: I've got to tell you, but I'm afraid I don't you know how, cause there's a possibility that you look at me differently,
3: differently.
0: love, ever since, since the first moment I spoke, I spoke
1: your name, falling on, I knew that by you being in my life, you are
0: destined to change, cause love, so many people use your name in vain, love, so this topic right here, it, it's near and dear to my heart, cause the game is changed in this era, this is the pay the love era. And let me be clear out there. If you paying to love for love, for access to love, you're a trick. <laughs> That's what you are. You're a trick. And you need to be treated as such. Like love is, it's that song. I get, I get teary-eyed about that song because love is it's supposed to be, so I get it. A lot of people don't know how to love. So they, they take these love, what's your love language exams, and they're supposed to tell you how to love. And I don't really have the context of love or who you're dealing with, right? I, I was told at a young age, you should only love somebody that loves you more than you love them. So that way you won't never get your heart broke. Hello? <laughs> and uh, that might be unrealistic. I get that. That might be unrealistic. But you should not have to pay for love. Guys, I grew up in an era where you paid to date, so I pay to take you out, but I ain't paying for your love. Like I, I'm not paying for your time. <laughs> I'm not doing that, and I get it. It's it's a whole nother era, but yeah, love. You sh- <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna cry about it, but love. You shouldn't have to pay for love. That's trash. That's extra trash. It's not a, this, it ain't a love Kickstarter. It's not the era we in. So if I, if I love you and I want to put 10 grand on your business to help you bubble, that's great. Cause I love you. But I, when I first meet you, yeah, I shouldn't have to bring a, a Louis bag to the date, <laughs> to, to, to the date. <laughs> like if you're a ladies, you shouldn't have to bring your man a Rolex to the date. Cause you, cause you love to show your love. Yeah, that's trash. And I get even if even if your love is acts, right? Acts of showing, showing acts. What's what's the thing for acts? Look up the love six language. So love languages. So if your love is of acts of kindness or whatever it is, yeah, you should not have to break bread like that. I mean, like I, you know, hey, that love ranges a lot that that's spending money for love ranges. So I might turn you on to this impossible burger and take you to um, uh, yeah, Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> I said I might buy you some Jordans and a gold chain. Like that's different than flying you to Trinidad and Tobago the, on our very first date. Come on, ladies. I, I, I know some of y'all got high standards, but here's the thing, ladies and guys together. If 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 what you're asking of the person to show their love, you can't afford to do on your own. Ah. Taste the soup. Oh, uh, look like if that, if that's what you're doing, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, you can't. Nobody's supposed to kickstart your life with their money to get access to your heart, especially if you can't pay for it yourself. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. And and I'm not, I'm not broke shaming. Cause I'm, you know, I'm not broke. But I used to be, right? I used to date. Hey, we hey, meet me at the park. We're gonna sit on the bench and we're gonna talk to the sun go down. <laughs> that's, all I had was time. I, hey, I was so broke I couldn't pay attention. <laughs> As I was out here, you know, before the come up. But yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, don't don't charge nobody for your time, especially if they're trying to show you they love you. It's people out here who nerve don't translate well, like myself. So I, if I was in this era of dating, like we starting small before we get big, like I can't move into the five thousand square foot house first. I can't do that. Like we got to do, we got to do something else. Well, we got to do about... 67 things. <laughs> right? 267 things before you move to your five thousand square foot house. But I'm just saying, like love, yeah, love shouldn't be a Kickstarter. So don't don't do that to people. I, I think if if you're making people pay for your love, yeah, you extra trash. That that ain't no game. That ain't no hustle. That's just extra trash. Next topic. So Normally, this topic is the therapy exercise, but we switched it up. So the last time I went to my therapist, I had amazing. I had an amazing breakthrough, right? And my, my commitment to myself as a result of that was that moving forward, I am no longer going to give any energy into arguing or fighting with anybody, right? Unless my life is threatened. But otherwise, I'm not. I'm not doing it. It's not healthy for me. Right, because I'm I'm full in touch with my darkness. And I don't wanna unleash it on nobody. And I can't have nobody, you know, pride me into that. So I can get, you know, cause when I when you defend yourself, if you you know, most people they not gonna see it as such. And so then I gotta deal with that repercussion. And so that was my breakthrough. And so I've been working on me. I'm dedicated to working on me. I'm not raising my voice, I'm not escalating, not doing none of that. You start, I'm Removing myself from the space, right? So moving forward, this section is called Full Disclosure. And that's where I'm going to be honest with the listeners about who I am, how I think, what I represent, no matter how sloppy, convoluted, or whatever. Right? And so it's um, in full disclosure. I've been, so 2017, right? Well, let's, let's go back even further. 2016, I'm at the University of Utah. It's right after the Trump election. Right. Because I was there. Actually, I was there the night that he got elected with my son. Osiris, you She watched the 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 votes come in. Right. And so next day I'm on campus and I'm in the library. Right. And I have what I think is a heart attack at the time. Right. And so I called my family. I was crying. And I was like, I just I just got up from my I was in the library. I just got up, left my computer and just start walking because I was like, if I'm gonna die, I need to die. Like, you know, I'm going to die in a place where I just don't want to die amongst, you know, I don't know nobody, strangers. So I was extra just shook up by it. And so my heart calmed down. And then when I came to Texas Tech, came back, it happened. Yeah, it happened when I was at Texas Tech. And then I went to the doctor and I was like, yeah, I think I had a heart attack. I think I had two heart attacks. And so I'm scared you know, and what, what I need to do. So I had to get on the treadmill. They took me to this place. I had to get on the treadmill. They injected the ink in my body and then I ran and then they measured my stuff. And the doctor was like, yo, you got like a 20% blockage in your heart. And I was like, damn, I don't smoke. I don't do none of that. How to, how is that possible? And he was like, you know, we don't know it might be genetic or whatever. And so I was like, man, I'm going to die. I was just, you know, I thought about all the stuff I did that was trash to people, you know, just how, I, you know, I'm a person. But, you know, I ain't perfect. I, wouldn't, I didn't fall out of heaven. And so I was just like, you know, I made my amends. I was like, Lord, you know, I called a couple people and apologized. And I was like, you know, Lord, I'm, hey, if you coming to get me, then you coming to get me. Right. And so after that, I went to surgery, had a heart surgery, 2017. So now I got the heart of a 29-year-old, <laughs> so that's that's extra good. But it got me to thinking, you know, even with this Kobe situation, just about death and how death comes quick, you know. And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid, you know. I, I'm, I don't want to leave. So just like I remember, I heard Whitecliff or somebody back in the day said, everybody want to be with Jesus, but don't nobody want to die. And I, you know, I, I that res- that resonates with me. Yeah, I want to be with Jesus. Just not today. (laughs) Like, Jesus, I know you listen to the podcast, not today. You know? And so, you know, it's just, uh, I I was thinking, this is how how I envision death. So part of me feels like, because I got a soul, right? I got a spirit and I got a flesh, right? That the spirit and the flesh, my soul was taken from the the land of of the sleeping and placed into my body. So every time I go to sleep, my soul is up trying to find its way back home. So my soul is trying to journey back to the land of of the sleeping, right? And so, but my body, when I'm awake, I'm in the land of of the awakening, right? So I'm alive and moving around. And each time my soul gets closer and closer to home, eventually when my soul finds its space in the land of the sleeping, then my physical body is going to die. What we interpret as dying on this side of the waking world, like that's that's what that's how I see life. This life's journey, my soul is having a journey away from me to get back to where it's from, and I'm having a journey to get to the end of all of my purpose before my soul reaches home. Like that's that may sound crazy. That's how that's how I, how I rationalize it in my head. Right, my soul was snatched away from its place of comfort and placed in my body. Right, in the waking world. And so each time I go to sleep, my soul get a little bit closer, gets a little bit closer, gets a little bit closer, and eventually my soul's gonna be home. And when it does, y'all will see it as death on this side of the waking world, but it'll be a home going for my soul, which will be life to get back to the to the origin of the of the sleeping. Like then it, that'll be the end of my cycle, right? My purpose will be completed, right? But it just got me to thinking, like even with Kobe Bryant's death, you know, we, Nipsey Hussle's death. You know, just like life happens. We don't know when the death is going to happen. It's just going to happen. And it got me thinking about how hip-hop got me through times that people died in my family. You know, when I was working on my PhD, my Uncle David died. I I didn't have the money to fly home. You know, I was a doc, I was a doc student making 1100 a month. So I was extra, you know, strapped for cash. I couldn't, I couldn't make it. You know, I just think about all the songs that helped me get through hip-hop. You know, how hip-hop has helped me through life. You know, when I had loved ones that died, I listened to, I turned to hip hop, you know, and I I tried to, I tried to um, rationalize why am I alive and they not alive, you know, and so I got a couple songs I'm going to share four songs in particular. First song, T.I., Justin Timberlake, Dead and Gone, you know, it's just, it's just something to listen to, to think about, you know, death and how to get through it.
1: They hate on that you. By. They
3: get wrong. You reply, then she get blown way out of proportion. Way past discussion. Just you against them, pick one in Russia. Figure you'll get your hair that's next. So? They don't want to stop there. now, they bustin'. Now you gushing. I'm a land rushin'. You to the hospital with a bad concussion. Flush you hit four times, put a hit your spine. Paralyzed way down, then you wheelchair bound. Never mind that now, you're lucky to be alive. Just think it all started. You fussin' with three guys. Nigga, pride in the way, but your pride is the way you can fuck around, get shot, down. in day. Niggas die every day. All over bullshit. Dope money, dice, game, ordinary hood shit. Could this be cause of hip hop music? they the ones with the good says now use it Usually niggas don't know what to do when they're back against the wall So they just start shooting and for red or for blue or for blow I guess From bank head up to your project hey, No more stress. straight, now I'm straight. straight Now I get it, now I take. take Time to think before I make mistakes just for my family's sake That part of me left yesterday The heart of me is strong today No regrets, I'm blessed to say The old me
0: dead and gone away So that song is symbolic to me, right? So TI's talking about losing somebody that he loves which he, which we've all done, right? And we're going to be on the backside of that one day when we when our body leaves this space and place, right? But he's also talking about his metamorphosis, right? So I, so back in the day, so I got a cousin named Durrell, who's older than me, who's a preacher, right? And he did not drop some knowledge before about about dying daily. Like life is a is a is a walk where you try to be a better you every day. So the old you dies every day. And that's like the metaphor for this song for T.I. Like the old hymn I hear it as, like the old hymn is gone. You know, and sometimes it takes somebody that you love to die to get you to say, I'm going to be better on this side of the, of the waking world. Right? And so, yeah, that that I'm all about it. I'm on a quest for transformation. Like, I don't know. Like, my faith ain't strong like my cousin Durrell's because he a preacher. Right? You know, so I, I have faith. I don't know if it's the size of a mustard seed, but I got, you know, I got faith. I try, I say it was saying the other day that, you know, I don't try to do good. I just try to not do evil. Like, that's my mantra. Like, you know, if your, if your cat's stuck in a tree, I ain't helping. <laughs> that ain't me. Like, you know, barbecue Becky out here watching, so she's gonna call the police on me, and I'm gonna get arrested for stealing, for trying to help get your cat out the tree. So we're not doing that's we're not gonna do that, right? And so it's just, you know, I try to I try to make sense of it all. When the people that that die that I love die, you know, it just you know it don't make no sense. Like my when my uncle Johnny died, I talked about it on a previous podcasts. You know, I didn't want him to die. He was you know, it's same age as my pops, eighty two. You know, and so it's just it's a lot to consider when someone that you lose dies. You know, but Tupac, this is the next song. So you know, Thug Mansion is my extra extra joint. You know, because it it makes. It makes a lot of sense to me, but it doesn't. But he's contemplating his own death and people that are like him who are thugs. And what's, what's they place with God? Shit, tired of getting shot
1: at. Tired of getting chased by the police and arrested. Niggas need a spot where we can kick it. A spot where we belong. That's just for us. Niggas ain't got to get all dressed up and be Hollywood. You know what I mean? Where do niggas go when we die? Ain't no heaven for a thug, nigga. That's why we go to Thug Mansion. That's the only place where Thug's getting free, and you got to be a G <laughs> at Thug Magic. I place to spend my quiet nights, time to unwind, so much pressure in this life of mine. I cried times, I once contemplated suicide, and would have tried, but when I held that night, all I could see was my mama's eyes. No one knows my struggle, they only see the trouble, not knowing it's hard to carry on when no one loves you. Picture me inside the misery of poverty, no man alive has ever witnessed struggles I survive. Praying hard for better days, promise to hold on, me and my dogs ain't have a choice but to roll on. Found a fondly spot to kick it Where we could drink liquor and no one bickers Over the trick shit A spot where we can smoke in peace And even though we cheese, We still visualize places That we could roll in peace And in my mind's eye I See this place The play is going past I got a spot
0: for us all So we can ball At those Ain't no place I'd rather be Chillin' with homies and family oh my God, my paradise. paradise In the sky the Mansion Man, that, that song right there Man, so I'm not a thug, like I, I didn't live that life, you know. I'm a civilian. I didn't live that life, but that song right there, you know. So to go back in time, when I was younger, I was in college, I was in love with a young lady named Shonda, right. And so when we broke up, oh man, I was devastated. I was devastated, and I remember that I was uh I was in Georgia at the time, and one night I so I had my my little three eighty. Strap that I bought at the flea market in Oklahoma City. And I sat on top of the, on, on top of the roof. Like it had a where I was staying, it had a uh, it had a uh, window. We could go up onto the roof, and that was the first time I contemplated suicide ever. And it was, man, that was like Tupac say in the song, contemplated suicide. I, I had to be in 23, and so it was just, you know, it was weird. I felt like I couldn't. I couldn't live without her. And when we broke up, and it was just I was devastated by it, you know. And I remember I remember after that I met this one young lady in Atlanta, because I was in Macon, Georgia. And you know, we dated or whatever. She told me she loved me. And I was like, yeah, I can't love you. Cause I don't even love me. Like that was my, yeah, that man. As I reflect back, like that was my my moment. I was I wasn't free. like I I I f I've I wasn't living. Cause I, I had a love for myself, and it just it just looked it looked a little different for me at the time, you know. Cause I was a young man, and my my whole being was connected to being with a black woman. Like I, I didn't feel like I could be by myself, or I didn't have a purpose or, or a meaning without a black woman being connected to one, right? And so, yeah, that was. ooh, I'm glad that me died. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that my self esteem on tilt right now, but back then it wasn't it was extra trash. I was a fragile person, right? And so it just looked a little different. But this next song is like my my of all the songs about death. When I heard this song, it made me cry instantly. The first time I heard it, I remember I was driving, I was on 23rd Street. I pulled over and I was like, "Man, I just can't. I was just I thought about all the people that came before me that died that I love, you know? And it just it really touched it really touched my soul. Right? Because it just it got me thinking about the memories and the, the fact that I may never ever see him again until I, until I transition.
1: Boom, 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 boom.
0: what you gonna do When it ain't nowhere to run it's
1: just,
0: just gonna come for you what gonna do When, when do it ain't you nowhere know to hide When it's gonna, gonna come for you Look at that for falling in And I'm jolly
1: I'm gonna miss everybody Stay out of road. She working on another plan to heaven the Lord, Seven. Days. God is who we pray
0: Even pray. though the devil's all up in my face But they're
1: keeping me safe and in my place Say crazy to the gates of race But i change the face of just, And my soul above Grudge because there's no mercy to do What can I do? It's all about the valley and how we grow mm-hmm. Can I get a witness? Mm-hmm. Let it fall mm-hmm.
0: We live in our lives So we turn our soul mm-hmm. And we pray and we pray and we pray And we pray Every day, every day, every day, every day and we pray, and we pray, and we pray, and we pray. See you at the crossroads. Man, that was the joint. But So I like the contrast of that. Different from the first two songs, because this song is about your dedication to God and Him protecting you, right? Despite all of our um, not being perfect, like God is still there to protect you. I love that. It's just... Yeah, so it's just it's when I think about death, it's just the arc of life. Like like now, I spend far too much time thinking about the end than I did the beginning. Like how many more years do I got left is what I'm thinking now instead of just living 100%, trying to do my thing. And so, you know, that said, I hope that, you know, once once I'm crossed over, like, like I'll be, you know, memorialized. That my peoples will remember me, you know, like Puff did Big, 1997, you know. And so don't don't nobody memorialize <laughs> like East Coast fans and hip hop. And so you know, when I heard this song, I was like, yeah, it resonated because Tupac was already dead. And I remember Big saying, how you how you get killed when you got all that security. And then you know he died, and then Puff released this joint. Missing all the people that's deceased that I ever loved. My ancestors, my elders, friends, everybody. So, yeah. End of that. Now we're going to move into either or, neither nor. <laughs> right? And so, this is my first either. Right? So, it was brought to my attention that Netflix and Chill. Is dead and gone. <laughs> I guess no longer a thing. It's brought to my attention that the, the new way to say it is Disney Plus and Thrust. <laughs> so I, I was told that. I learned that. So I'm going to talk about it later. But when I went to the Southwest Black Leadership Conference and presented right at Texas a and last week, two weeks ago, the seventeenth, 17th, sixteenth, seventeenth, 17th, eighteenth—like that's when I learned that term. <laughs> yeah. So Disney Plus and Thrust. <laughs> so, so that's nuts. So I, I got—I paid my money, six ninety nine to get Disney Plus, which to me is not a good. I mean, once you watch all the Marvel movies, that's it. Like I'm done with <laughs> with Disney Plus, and I've seen them all. I've seen all the Marvel movies anyway. So it's, yeah, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> It don't, it don't get me turned up at all, but I get it. Like, you know, sometimes you just want to be at home, you know, watch your movie and don't finish watching a movie. Cause you know, <laughs> yeah, you're getting busy. Who, so, and for those of you out there that get busy, right? So I'm a movie guy. Like I'm, I like to watch movies when the movie starts the movie end. I don't want no interruptions. I don't want you talking through the movie. Don't ask me no questions. Just enjoy the movie. So Disney Plus and Thrust, it like Netflix and chill, that ain't make sense to me. Like if you start the movie, that's the movie started. So ain't nothing happens after that. To the, credit, to the final credits. In the Marvel movie, the end of the movies end and you wait. Bam. You see the extra that they're going to give you the preview of the next movie because they connected them all together. That's dope. Yeah. Plus, it's the it's the mood. Like you watching Training Day. Yeah, you want to thrust after that after after Training Day? (laughs) I I don't know. You watch Set It Off? Woo! Great movie. Yeah, you want to thrust after that? (laughs) Yeah, I I wouldn't want to lose Isaiah. Watch that movie. I don't want to thrust after that. I I just don't. That's just me. That's me. I, and I get it. Disney Plus and Thrust. It's the new thing. It's the, it's the new, it's the remix on Netflix and Chill. Yeah, but it's gotta be. I know y'all just ain't out here, you know. You watch Minister Society. Y'all thrusting after that, after Kane died? All that blood? That, that was a lot of. So, just as a sidebar, that was a lot of blood <laughs> that Kane was coughing up. I was like, man, he he he's out of here. Oh, how did how did old dog not get shot? He did the most dirty in the whole movie. But anyway, so yeah, I'm here for Disney Plus, kinda, cause they don't got to, Like the movies ain't really they ain't really got a whole lot of movies. And I'm here for the thrusting. Do the thrust thing too, but just do them separate. Like do thrust, then you know get some sleep, thrust again. Sleep thrust again. Then, after you wake up, watch Disney+. Plus. That's great. I get that. But the Disney+, Plus before the thrust? Yeah. That. <laughs> that, that don't make sense to me. Yeah. So that, yeah. I, I don't get that. So anyway, that that's my either. Yeah. I, I get the either. So this is my or. So I like fine things, right? Like my taste is nuts. I'm looking for this one. I'm looking for this red Supreme Duffel. That I seen with the white lettering, I seen it online in a couple places. <sighs> yeah, it's like $6,500. dollars <laughs> 6, hundred, sixty five hundred. I'm about to teach a summer class just to get that bag, but I'm going to get it, right? I got to have it. I got to have the bag because I, yeah, you know, I like I like one of ones, right? So I got my um, Tag Howard. Hewer, however they pronounce it. I got those glasses with the red bands on the side with the free rim. Yeah, I ain't never seen a man in those joints. I got my pink... I can't tell you what the brand I got them, but I got a pink frame now. It's the pink frosted frame. Mm, I'm out of killing them. You know you're killing them with men. When men walk up to me and be like, Hey, man, yeah, yeah, I like that frame. That's nice. That's dope. So I know I'm out here killing them. So I got expensive taste. But... Y'all not going to shame me either. I bought my jeans at Walmart. (laughs) Yeah. So when you see me in my Christian Louboutin shoes, I got Walmart jeans on. I like Walmart jeans. Yeah. Because my body, I don't got no... I ain't built like Michael B. Jordan. Right? So I don't pop all over. You know, I be lifting, working out a little bit, but I don't pop all over. And so, you know, hey, I figure if I got a $700 Louis belt on... With some thirty-five dollars jeans, that the, the balance is out. I, I like that. That's that's how I rock. And so I'm not gonna. I'm not. I remember when uh, Russell Simmons, Russell Simmons dropped his brand at Walmart? Man, I think I bought the whole line. About <laughs> the whole line for like a hundred dollars. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a Walmart. So I, you know, I shop at Walmart. For just vegetables and, you know, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm in the super Walmart for the for eating right. Because I'm, da- I'm down to 217. Your boy been working out. So I'm trying to get down to 210. I get to 210. I get to 201. Yeah, I'll be teaching with my shirt off. <laughs> but, yeah, Walmart. Jeans. I shop at Walmart for jeans. And y'all not going, yeah. I don't, all you haters out there. I know some of y'all be like, hey, that's, you know, you cheap. I'm not cheap. I'm not. I'm not I'm not even frugal. Like, frugal ain't even really my thing. I'm not a frugal type of person. But I just, hey, yeah. Y'all, I mean, y'all not going to shame me. I like Walmart. That's why I shop. That's why I'm going to rock my jeans. So if there's any of y'all out there that rock Walmart jeans, hit me in the DMs. Y'all, I might see you a Facade Podcast tee that we got out now that y'all can get. Yeah, Facade Podcast merch is it's official. But anyway, yeah, that's my either or Disney Plus and Thrust. Yeah, and Walmart jeans. Man, y'all better get up on the Walmart jeans. They next nice and comfortable. If you can do if I can do squats, so one time I this is how I knew I was in love with Walmart jeans, because I didn't have time to change. I went to the gym. I did three sets of 205, 10 times each, that's 30 hits, in my Walmart jeans. And they was elastic damn near. So that's why I love the Walmart jeans. You don't iron them or nothing. You take them right out the dryer, put them right on, go. Yeah, y'all not going to shame me for my Walmart jeans. Yeah, y'all up out of here. So, anyway, now we finna get to the neither, nor. Okay, so it's rare that I tell stories about the place that I work because the purpose of the Facade Podcast is to talk about hip-hop, right? It's to talk about my person, persona, and facade, right? And so not my, prof- my professorial life. But the other day, our dean had a meeting. For all of the professors. So we go to the meeting, and I see all these donuts. And I'm like, man, I don't need no donut. You know, that's I'm gonna do a thousand sit-ups if I eat one donut. So I'm like, I'm not gonna do it. So like half the day went by and I was like, man, they gotta have a vegan one in there. So I go into the break room and it's three white ladies in the break room. And I'm like, hey, I'm looking in the box, I'm saying, which one of these is two boxes. I open them both and I say, which one of these boxes got the vegan donuts in them? And they laugh at me. <laughs> you know it ain't no vegan uh donuts in the box. That's how I heard them talking. You know it ain't no vegan donuts in the box. And I was like, Oh, well I'm gonna check anyway. And so I like the So you know how you got cream-filled donuts? You don't know what it is, right? And I was like, hey, what I don't like about these donuts is you can't tell what it is. You know, it's just like the the sugar on the outside. I don't know if it's banana or lemon or cherry or strawberry. And they was like, they don't make no banana for that. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't know. I was just asking. I'm not a donut aficionado. I'm hungry for the donut, right? And so I'm looking at it, and then one of the donuts is turned over. And I'm like, man, I don't even know. Who did this? Because it wasn't no chocolate donuts, and so I was like, "Who did this?" Right? I, I don't understand. And the lady, one of the ladies, looked at me and she was like, "Well, if you don't, if you want to know what the, all the donuts taste like, why don't you just lick them?" What? <laughs> I was like, "No, I'm not doing that." And I looked and I said, "Like this right here, I don't know what it is because it's turned upside down." And she looked at me and the other two ladies and said, well, "Why don't you just lick the bottom?" Uh. What? (laughs) And I almost walked right out, but she followed it up with, yeah. That's the only way you're going to know what it tastes like is if you lick it. Uh, and I was getting uncomfortable. It felt like I was getting claustrophobic right then. And the white lady standing next to me said, I can't believe you just said that. Lick the bottom. And it got super quiet. (laughs) And I was like, uh, All I could see was the me too. Just me, hashtag me too, hashtag me too. Floating in my head, hashtag me too. And I was like, you know what? I ain't even hungry no more. (laughs) I said, I wasn't hungry no more. I got up out of there because I was extra uncomfortable (laughs) doing that talk. And so I was like, yeah, thank y'all for uh, helping me with this donut situation. Yeah, and as I walked at the door, she said, hey, don't forget Dr. Hoskins. lick the bottom. And they all three started laughing. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I could, all I could think about was Mandingo with that one scene where they had the pitchfork and they was pitchforking him into the hot pot where they was going to cook him. Whew, yeah, y'all, for those of you who ain't seen Mandingo, yeah, that was, yeah. Y'all need <laughs> y'all need to check that Mandingo out. That was extra nuts. And this is my Noor, right? So, coronavirus. Well, well, let let me give you some front end before I can give you the back end. Also
1: now at 6 o'clock, a suspected case of the coronavirus strain from China now reported not far from the Houston area as Brazos County health officials now say a college student is being treated. Concerns about the virus has led to efforts both here and in other parts of the country to keep Americans safe.
3: Here is the latest information that we have. A student at Texas A&M who traveled from Wuhan, China, is getting treatment for a suspected case of that virus. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization says it has not declared this a global health emergency. But the TSA wants travelers and their loved ones to be aware. So they're going to post these flyers at checkpoints at Bush Intercontinental Airport.
2: Coronavirus.
0: So, I just said, where was I at? I was at Texas A and M University on the same weekend that this student was there. Yeah, I don't got no coronavirus. I ain't had no fever. I ain't been sick. I've been praying because <laughs> I don't want to get no coronavirus. So, forty-one people then died since I was since I went to there, right? And it's just. Yeah, I'm. I don't want to say I'm hella scared. So context, Texas A&M has a Southwest Black Leadership Conference, 32nd annual. Uh, I submit a proposal called Side Podcast. Damn, how can we use hip hop therapy to make sure that our blackish is uh all right. Or something like that. And um, so what I did was I used Kendrick Lamar's damn album to examine how black students experience being black, how they construct themselves, how they navigate racism. Right? It was dope. I had like 60 people in a session, and we talked, and blah, blah, blah. And so basically, a Facade Podcast is coming to a campus near you for your undergrads. But anyway, yeah, we went all we walked all over that campus. And as I think about it, I was like, man, I didn't see. Yeah, I don't think I interacted with nobody that wasn't black the whole time. And they was all there, so none of them flew in from China. So luckily, hopefully, none of them got exposed, too, because I didn't want to get exposed, either. Yeah, because I'm trying to live. <laughs> I don't want no coronavirus. Yeah, so when I first heard of the coronavirus, I thought it was something that, you know, if you get it, you would go back in time or go into the future. And I was like, that'd be dope. I want the coronavirus so I can move around a little bit. But yeah, that yeah,
3: mm-mm.
0: <clears throat> that wasn't what it was. <laughs> Apparently, it's the virus that attacks everything from the the top of your hair to the bottom of your heel, and then you just be dead and just turn into a, a pile of smush. And I'm, I'm not <laughs> I, that's yeah, not trying to do that. So yeah, that's yeah, that's my my neither nor. Yeah, that's my either or. Is lick the bottom <laughs> and the coronavirus. Yeah, so. We get into my favorite section, which is on the back of the Facade Podcast t-shirts, right? What we not going to do. Yes, yeah, so I'm going finna, to I'm finna tell you all a little bit about what we not going to do, right? <laughs> what we not going to do is not love on each other as black folks, right? So y'all know, guess what? I'll be out here surfing this Twitter. And guess what I found? I found something that was so beautiful about black people that I just had to bring it up. For those of you who don't know how to compliment black people, I'm going to give you some tips based on what some people said. And here we go. Now, y'all know I be living on Twitter. <laughs> that points are flawless. You know I be living on Twitter. And so Ryan007 says, Let me hear y'all favorite, specifically black, compliments. I'll start. I love when people say, Man, Ryan, you don't play about anything. That's a great, yeah. Now, this second one, it's ironic, but this person says, This is Don Perry on. He says, Casket Sharp has always been my favorite. Like people say, You Casket Sharp. Yeah, okay, I get that, I get that. Then it's the next one. Uh, name cannot be blank, right? They say, Oh, shit. Now, look a look a here. <laughs> right? Yeah, and I say this to guys and I see guys, I'd be like, oh, you did that? Yeah, you did that. Then somebody else said, oh, this is a uh, we need the audience to follow this account. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's their whole Twitter name for their Twitter name. Uh, they say, I always like, where well, you going looking like that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then somebody else said, "Uh, come on, whoever. Name. So if, they, if I was sending to uh. John, I would say, come on, John, okay, come on, hair. come on, Melanin, Oka Polka Dots. Okay, I, I've <laughs> i never said Oka Polka Dots <laughs> to, to anybody, but hey, I, you know, I, that's, if that's what you're doing, yeah, Oh, then, uh, done, 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 five Duns for the Twitter account? That person says, girl, mm, you did them lashes. Yeah, oh so I never said that. Yeah. Woman, you out here walking around making the rest of the world look plain. Yeah. So I have said to a black woman before, you attend in the world of fives. So I have said that. That's a that's a hot original. Yeah. Uh then somebody else says, I see you, sis. I see you. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, you better. All uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then somebody else says, uh, watch out now. Don't hurt them. Check you out. I'm afraid of you. That's that's like generational. I think my aunt, my aunts and uncles be saying that. That's yeah. Come on now. You better. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep. then me some hot ones. Uh ooh, I can't say that. <laughs> well, it's spelled B-I-S-H. So she say, Bish, you better work. <laughs> Oh word, oh word, uh, you looking like a young person, accomplished black person, like a young Oprah Winfrey, like a like a young baby LeBron, yep. And then this one here say, yes. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so yeah, it goes on like it's a like it's a thing. Like it's a stream. Like people just start, you know. Yes, Lord. They just don't hurt them. Like it's just, it's just a long stream of just black love. I just, I just love it. Yeah, boy, you clean it in the border health. <laughs> border health probably dirty, actually. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't get no bigger. Even if you get no bigger, you still my. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's that that's that stream. That's you know that's that super advice. That I'm, that I'm trying to give to help y'all live. If y'all are trying to, you know, compliment black folks, because, you know, black people, we the keeper of the cool. And if we ain't doing it, yeah, it ain't, trust me, it ain't cool. Yeah, so what we not going to do is compliment black people in the wrong way. We're going to compliment us in the right way, yeah, because we deserve to be complimented for our flyness. Because, you know, ain't ain't nobody fresh and clean, so fresh, and, so fresh, and, so clean, 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 clean. clean. Oh, I wish I had an echo. I'm going to get an echo. Hey, for the next podcast, you need to figure out how to put an echo on there. So we can, yeah, so we can echo my voice. Yeah. Uh, So, that topic's over. So now we're getting into, what are we doing? Talking about. Okay, talking about. So talking about on the Facade Podcast is when y'all ask me questions and I'm talking about them questions. So we are out with five minutes in, right? And so this question is, I ain't going to say who it's from. Well, well, no, I, I didn't get permission. So when y'all send me DM questions, y'all tell me if I if I got permission to put your name out there, and I'll put your name out there. But here's the question: When do you when do you stop dream chasing? Ooh, that's a good question. When do you stop dream chasing? Uh, man, I don't know. Like, so here's the thing: I, I had a conversation with uh, Doctor A. So Doctor A just in case you don't know, is our director of content creatives. <laughs> so she be hitting me saying, hey, you got to talk about this, you ought to talk about that, you ought to talk about this. So we was talking today about when do you make the second thing the first thing, right? Because I was talking to some students last week saying I don't know nobody, that their first job is the job they love. Nobody. I love being a professor, 2,000% don't get it twisted if I get paid what I get paid to make as a professor to do this podcast live oh I quit tomorrow right because you, you I got what I'm skilled at because I'm intellectual versus what I love right and so yeah we were talking about that what so when do you I guess that I guess that that ties into the question like when the second thing makes more money than the first thing I guess you you know that's when you switch games up or when you just realize I've been at this thing for 10 years, then that's when you quit dream that, Quit that dream. Like, for me, Drake's Closer to My Dreams is my favorite Drake song ever. But it got me to think about all the stuff that I've done, you know, and what that looks like. And so I had to start dreaming over. 2019, 2018, I would accomplished all the dreams that I wrote down in 2016. And I was like, yo, I got to start dreaming again. I got to have new dreams, right? It's nothing wrong with the dreams I got now, but I need some new dreams, Right? And so, yeah, I guess that's, that's, probably, that's probably what I would say to you, especially if your dream is tied to money. Like most people, I saw the Kevin Hart, you know, don't F this up. He said his mama gave him a year to do, her thing, to do his thing with the comedy, and she was going to bring him back in, get to the real world, get a real job. So a year may be a good time period. Like if you say, hey, I'm going to pursue this thing for a year, I'm going to quit my job, I'm going to move to California, I'm going to Los Angeles, I'm going to move to Atlanta, and I'm going to try to be a comic, I'm going to try to be a a dancer, I'm going to try to be, you know, like like my youngin'. My youngin' Buddy, Buddy Love, follow him on Instagram, he just signed, he used to dance for Millennium, I think he still does, but he's on IG, follow him, he just signed with a talent agency. So now he's in, uh, uh, what's the name of that movie? With Sharpay? With the girl, the uh, they shot at East High. I can't think of the name of the movie, but they doing a new one, and he's dancing in it, young brother. And so, you know, he didn't go to college. I tried to get him to go. He was like, "Yeah, I love dancing. I'm doing a dance thing." Four years later, he on now. It's like he went to college for four years just dancing. So now he's on. He didn't quit the hustle. He didn't say, "I'm gonna quit my dream." Now he kept doing the dream. So yeah, I don't know. It just depend on what what who you are and what your financial circumstances look like. That's gonna determine, I guess, when you can quit the dream. It took me five years to get a PhD. That was my dream at the time, you know. And so I didn't, I didn't stop chasing the dream. But sometimes your money gonna limit your dream chasing. Sometimes your lack of network gonna limit your dream chasing, you know. I would encourage you if you got the dream, why would you ever quit chasing it? Like some people don't even dream. It's people I'm telling you. When I, I'm a creative, I meet people. That have never sold nothing. If you ain't never took a dream from inception to sell it to the market to be consumed, yeah. You don't know. You don't even know. If you if you didn't took your money to pay for your food, to pay for your studio time, I'm with you. I done done that. When I was rapping back in the day, I did that. Because I love the dream more than I love being a sustenance, right? So I had to get in the studio and express myself. So I appreciate that. People do that. And I hear it as, yeah, you hungry. Well, <laughs> literally, you was hungry in that example, but you hungry to accomplish your dream. Do that, cause normal people that don't dream, that ain't creatives, they don't understand you, or or your vision for yourself, or you know the the work you doing. They they don't get it, and I get that they don't get it, cause they are not creatives, so they just they just not gonna understand it. And so, yeah, that's that's into that. So, the detangle, right? And it, this the final section, right? So, legacy building. Nipsey Hussle is the first Nipsey ever to win a posthumous award for best rap performance at the 62nd Grammys. Now, if I had a button, I press the button and it go. Ah, ah. Well, I sound like a Walking Dead walker. My bad. <laughs> yeah, but shout to Nip Huss for doing his thing, right? And so I'd never heard this song before, and I, I consider myself a hip hop head, yeah. But I, I'd never, i never heard this song before, right? And so the name of this song is Rax in the Middle." It's with him, Roddy Rich and Hit Boy. Yep, And I'm, I'm on, I'm on in the Detangle the podcast with this clip, right? Shout to Nip, shout to Victory Lab, Lord London. I see the uh, Puma getting ready to re up on the uh, marathon thing, and so the marathon continues. Yeah. The marathon continues. So, Facade Podcast, season two, episode six. Respect due is done. Getting ready to upload it to the DSPs. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Facade Podcast merch. Yeah, we got the what we not going to do tease. Getting ready to drop the my nerd don't translate well tease. We getting ready to come to taking Facade Podcast to our second tour spot. Which is Big Twelve Conference on Black Student Government, February twenty first. We booking spots right now. Fists to bring the facade podcast to your college campus. If you want to get at me, get at me, Doctor Hoskins at Gmail or Facade Podcast at Gmail. Remember, download, subscribe, listen, share. Yeah, <laughs> we been ride for ears.
2: Yeah,
0: I
1: was riding round in the V12 with the racks in the middle. I was riding around in the V12 with the racks in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was riding around in the V12 with the racks in the middle. Had a pray almighty God, they let my dog out the kill When you get it straight up out the mud, you can't imagine it I've been pulling up in the drop tops with the baddest Young, been focused on my check Got a new coupe wrapped around my neck Tryna put the water on my patate I got killers to the left of me We was lurking on her, ain't show no
2: mercy on her We going back to back, we put a curfew on her It was dark clouds on us, but that was perfect for us we know you always crash and burn, but it was working for us. Lemo 10 to V12, double check the details. Got to cross my T's and die my eyes or I can't sleep well. Millions off of retail, once again I prevail. Knew that was over from the day I dropped my pre-sale. Hold up, let the beat build. See me in the street still. I've been fighting battles up a steep hill. They gave my road dog 12, it was a sweet deal. And I've been riding solo trying to rebuild. Uh.
1: I
0: was riding around in the V12 with the racks in the middle. Facade Podcast is written and produced by me. Original theme music by Taylor Latre. Audio editing by me. If you enjoyed the Facade Podcast, help me spread the word by telling a student, friend, family member, or co-worker about the show. Follow Facade Podcast playlist on Spotify, where you can find music playlists created by DJ Chuck Diesel. Also, be sure to introduce yourself at Facade Podcast on Twitter and Facade Pod on IG. Okay, thanks everyone.
2: Talk to you in two weeks.